on Twitch, Q Sports Talk, and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. In the Booth with Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw! You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. And welcome everybody in the booth. As we join you on a snowy day here downtown Syracuse. Good to have you with us throughout Central New York and beyond. You can join us on Twitch now, twitch.tv slash Sports Talk. Brian Higgins is uh, here in the flesh today after joining us uh, from Ann Arbor yesterday. And uh, Brian will get the Twitch and the bits and the chat and all that uh, fired up here for us mm-hmm. in uh, in just a bit. And uh, it's the office Christmas party. I don't know if we're supposed to say that, but you know where you stand on the totem pole if you're in the office and everybody else is at the party. Right. I mean, not that we needed it explained, but uh, that's pretty much. It's good to have things reinforced. So Tommy, (laughs) I'm sure they're all listening. Tommy is here slaving away at the uh, controls instead of doing whatever all the beautiful people are doing. So uh, we thank you, Tommy, for your dedication and uh, coming in and stepping up today, putting the company on my back. Not to brag. (laughs) There you go. And uh, somebody's got to do it, and we appreciate uh, your being there. Uh, So basketball on the road uh, tomorrow for the orange men mm-hmm. getting out uh, this afternoon weather permitting of course here we just sort of shrug it's our Syracuse. shoulders this type of stuff. yeah so uh no big deal just wipe the wings off exactly and so everything's good there you do the de-ice the whole deal fly to atlanta noon game tomorrow and the orange will be back uh, by seven eight o'clock uh, tomorrow night it's just that easy about a 30 hour trip and uh, headed to the site of the SEC championship game, which is a big deal uh, this weekend. They've been rerunning on ESPN all those old uh, LSU-Georgia games uh, here in recent years, and so we caught some of that. Uh, women's basketball last night, Brian, no bueno on mm. the road. Uh, had a game in hand, basically, at uh, Michigan. That would have been a good win, and it was not to be. And now both the men and women are 4-4 four and four at the, this stage of the season. I'll say, you look different than last night, though. I mean, there was I a, know, a guy that? named Matt Park there calling the game. So that Poor was... Guy. And didn't look like you, so that that's he's got to be better looking. And I don't recall you on the plane, but he uh, actually uh, we've I don't know if he's ever gotten mine. I got his paycheck, or he maybe he did get mine, or there was some confusion. But the the radio announcer, he also done some work at Central Michigan, but the radio right. announcer for the Michigan women's basketball team, uh, younger guy, right? The what would we say twenty eight? Is he thirty? Maybe he's thirty. Uh, I. Um, Kind of redheadish. He is redheadish. His son yeah. was with him last night, okay. who I believe was twelve. So I'm going to guess oh, well, he's older than mid twenties. Got to be older than that. Uh, but anyway, uh, his name is Matt Park. Yes, and uh, he's made so I spent, uh, I wonder if he has the. We should compare notes on like domain names and handles and and things like that. I wonder if there could be a negotiation. Right. Does somebody have better Matt Park, or do you do you two so, need like, to combine in, forces and go find like? The original Matt Park, who has all these handles yeah, and probably isn't using them. Well, you know, like when you sign up for things and it says that's already taken. Some yeah. of these, I'm like, well, what, what do you mean? How is it already taken? Twitch would be an example. Twitch has many, many mil- millions of uh, subscribers and handles, mostly uh, gamers. That's where the mm-hmm. uh, Twitch kind of got uh, its foothold in the industry. And uh, I went in recently for Matt Park 1. No, can't have it. 
Somebody's got that. So I'd, I'd say it's the knows. only of any of these things where I got Brian Higgins. Yeah. So apparently the rest of the Brian Higgins aren't big in the gaming community. <laughs> apparently not. They're so, in Congress, but they're not big in the say, gaming community. You had a congressman uh, with your same name. The Michigan Matt Park is Matt Park Live on Twitter. If, so okay. I don't know if he stole that from you or not. but I don't think I care to have that. You, don't, you weren't looking for live on yours? I, I mean, is the live designation than important? Matt Park dead. That's true. Now that I didn't think was going to be the opposite of the live. Uh, true, yeah, <laughs> taped. Um, I just went with the one pre-recorded way back. So, like you know, way back to Yahoo, my account is Matt Park One. It's just because I probably sure I put my name in and didn't work. Okay, one more thing. Tassel One. Yeah. So uh, that was the the first thing that that came to mind. Um, yeah, the live. That's pretty cool. Good for him. He was live last night. He was live. I heard him. He was live slightly longer than I was, so I also heard their head coach quite happy after the game. We should have had him on the show, maybe to preview the game yesterday. In the booth inception. We had Matt Park on the show yesterday. <laughs> That's true. And we previewed the game. What do, what do you uh, say? Are you saying we didn't have no, Matt he, Park on yesterday he and came, preview the game? Yeah, he came I up disagree. to say hello. That's exactly uh, what we did. When, <laughs> when, we, when we played at uh, Central. Central, Central Michigan, and uh, while we're thinking of that, we can't go any. If we're going to mention Central Michigan at all, uh, we can't go any further without passing along our condolences to the uh, Central Michigan family. They're going into the Conference USA uh, Championship game actually this weekend uh, against Miami of Ohio. But uh, Don Chiodo, the uh, longtime radio voice of uh, football and basketball, Central Michigan, passed away in a car accident uh, just a couple of days ago. So that's a real bummer. And that's uh, two people from our uh, fraternity have been killed in car accidents mm-hmm. since the Final Four last year. So uh, everyone was uh, quite yeah. nice when we were up there however long mm-hmm. ago for football that you was. I'd say pleasant. They were. I'd say, yes, quite pleasant. Pleasant in Mount Pleasant. But uh, So Don made an impact there, obviously, was uh, loved by everybody that, that uh, knew him and, and uh, obviously gone uh, far too soon. So a, a shame uh, for them and for, for Central Michigan and, uh, and for the people that he served on the broadcast and all the Chippewas. So we're thinking about them as they uh, head into football championship weekend. The ACC, the football uh, championship, is uh, Clemson and Virginia. Clemson installed. They're going to play uh, that thing, huh? Yeah, amazing. 20 and 8.5-point eight, eight favorites. i got to think Virginia keeps it closer than that, but who knows? Uh, Clemson's obviously really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dabo seems upset about everybody <laughs> right now, so I have a feeling they may not keep it closer than that. Amazing. Came up with Coach Beheim briefly last night talking about uh, motivational tactics, and he says, "What is oh, the most games you can win in a row while still playing the disrespect card?" That's what I, you know. I didn't ask him quite that way, but I said, "Hey, have you ever played this, or do you buy into?" He said, "You know, haven't really done it that much." But he, his take, and he knows certainly coaching and attitudes of teams and that type of thing is they've found a way to create within their locker room an attitude where Clemson feels slighted, and Clemson's going to be the more motivated team. You would think, apart from that, you know, Virginia say, "Oh, this is where we're going to do it, David versus Goliath. We're going to, you know, be the one that knocks them off and blah." And you know, the highlight of our program's history, blah blah blah. They they don't have that, <laughs> you know. They 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 just kind of came up in the right. uh, roulette of the uh, coastal division, seven years, seven winners. They had that graphic up during the yeah. the game with Tech over the weekend, and it had them listed, and then it had. The third column was conference title game result, which is lost, 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 yeah. lost, yeah. lost, lost. Yeah. 
not and that's it. Going to work out. Florida State won some, then Clemson won the rest. Right. So uh, got to figure out a similar result here and uh, and how it goes down Saturday. We're going to visit with uh, Chris Spatola in a few minutes on the show. Chris is a basketball guy. He's got the uh, George Tech game on TV with uh, John Mita Perel on ACC Network. So that was the primary reason for bringing him on. But Chris uh, also hosts on uh, ACC network radio on uh, Sirius XM and uh, somebody we can chat with about uh, the conference as a whole and certainly the conference football uh, championship game. If you'd like to join us by phone, you can do that at 315-437-7644, 315-437-7644 if you'd like to uh, be with us on the horn. So the uh, Georgia Tech game, really important here. Uh, they've only played the sixth game so far. They're 4-2, and two, Syracuse 4-4, four and four, and I think we all know this is an unusual season. I think we it very well could be in for a long season. But if you're going to be in the ballpark of striking distance, uh, maybe at the end of the year, with the with the supposition or assumption that Syracuse is going to get better and is not going to be in March or February what it is now, so they're going to be better, you still have to pick these games off along the way, the, the bottom tier of the conference. And uh, after this Georgia Tech game, you have three sort of uh, get well games against the non-conference opponents with Oakland, although George Tech, or, I'm sorry, Georgetown after that, which is no uh, layup, obviously, on the road in D.C. Then you've got your Oakland, North Florida, Niagara before heading into uh, ACC play for the remaining 18 games of the season. We'll see what it takes to uh, get it done in this one. And Coach's comments last night on the show, Brian, really primarily about how much he thinks the Georgia Tech defense is a tough nut to crack. Uh, a kind of a matchup zone, not really played uh, the same way that Syracuse does necessarily. They do have a tremendous shot blocker in uh, James Banks. Yeah, 8-7-8 eight, eight the other day against Nebraska. Yeah, he did have 8. And uh, that's uh, two guys now this year because the Oklahoma State court uh, shot blocker, same way, had 8 block shots in the game prior uh, to Syracuse. So That has a way of making the scout. Sure, intimidating presence. Uh, going into it, but uh, we shall see here whether uh, Banks is able to keep that up and how much it alters shots and how Syracuse moves the ball. Syracuse takes so many perimeter shots that how many really are you going to get blocked? But obviously uh, how they play and what they get out of the paint uh, could determine go a long way toward determining uh, whether they can pull this one off, and, and uh, that'll be a big part of it. Syracuse has better personnel than Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's got a little more seasoning. They're down an injured player with uh, Jose Alvarado. Their point guard has been out, but uh, they do have in Michael DeVoe, the top scorer in the ACC to this point. The guy has really been been filling it up and comes off a 26-point game, so that's what we're looking at Saturday. I'd say, and hey, I'm sure Jim Beheim knows this better than all of us, but when it, when a team has one guy like that over the years, you generally trust a Jim Beheim defense. They have, they know how to they know how to get to one guy, mm-hmm. and, yeah, or make him the only guy, and it's gone disparate ways. But sometimes, okay. You want to score a lot of points? Go get 60. And yeah, we'll see if you win the game. Or yeah, we're going to shut you down and see if any of these other guys. And I feel they've gone every now and again. They go one really far one way or really far the other. But I think that's where the zone is pretty good against a guy like that. Yeah, and I don't – it's not a common story. In the last couple of years, there have been people that have kind of gone off against the Orange. It's not a common story that the other team's hottest or best player no. comes in, drops 35 and wins the game, or 25 even and wins the game. That's not typically how it goes down if, if Syracuse is uh, going to lose. And I would say right now, again, they're not really losing on the defensive end. You could say there's room for tightening it up. Uh, obviously, they could uh, improve the rebounding, 
But uh, right now, the offensive struggles have a lot more to say about uh, why this team is is 4-4, four and four, and we'll uh, see if those things get straightened out in time. Okay, brought to you by the Hoffman Sausage Company. You're in the booth. We'll come back with Chris Spatola of ESPN, ACC Network, when we return on ESPN Radio. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. In the booth with Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. Brought to you by the Hoffman Sausage Company. Just got the uh, email from Hoffman uh, today. The last uh, call for the Black Friday specials. Oh, if you want to send, you know, some meat to people, sausage to loved ones. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Chris Patola would be one of the people that, if I were so inclined to send hot dogs in the mail, he might be the guy that I would would maybe do that to. So, wow. how do you feel about that, Chris? There's no better gift than receiving meat in the mail. Exactly. So uh, that's a promo. Cut that, and we'll. Uh, <laughs> Rack, rack it up and <laughs> that's like and, uh, a five seconder we're in and out we've sold some hot dogs and we're back to business very good we will uh we'll make sure your holiday gets made um and you had to you know slog through thanksgiving in atlantis so i know you could probably use uh, a nice uh you could use a nice taste of central new york sausage i had the over under on how long it would take matt park to mention the fact that i was in atlantis and uh, we're we're in it early here now. We we're, got we're, we, we got, got it to, early. We got to couldn't miss it. You uh, you had a good time there. Looked like it's a tough one of the tough gigs in the industry. We were there a few years ago. Going back in a couple. Brian Higgins is with us. Brian does our women's games. Yeah, we're there next year. The women's tournament has been added for next year for the yeah. first time. So Syracuse women are there next year, and the men the year after. So maybe I'll try to permanently take up residence in Atlantis for the next year. You could do a lot worse, my friend. <laughs> I know. By the way, they, they they call that work down there, right? All that all that uh, floating down the rivers and with sure. the sea lions. That's that's work. Hey, those, that's game prep. That's right. Those uh, segments don't make themselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know you know you got to do it. So uh, now you're headed to Atlanta. You got the basketball game tomorrow, and this is uh, uncharted waters uh, for the Cuse heading there at uh, four and four against the Georgia Tech team that's uh, four and two and. And I know that you'll get into talking to Coach Beheim and that type of thing uh, closer to the game. But what's your first kind of overview of what's going on? Well, you know, it's a tough game, Matt, when you can't score. You know, and we're seeing that Cuse is not the only one in the league right now that's that's struggling with that. Um, you know, it, it, I was looking at some of the numbers this morning, Matt. It, it's it's amazing, and I don't have them in front of me, but it's amazing how. You know, it's not even tough shots. It's not even bad. It's it's open shots, like catch and shoot shots. Syracuse in the last three games are shooting something like twenty five percent. You know, I don't have to read the numbers to you. Obviously, they're getting pounded on the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it, it's it, it, things that you have to do if you, if you're not going to shoot it well, you're not going to score, which they haven't. Things you have to do to mitigate that, they haven't really done that. Either, um, you know, again, they're they're not rebounding the ball well. It just, I think it's been a confluence of of a, of a, a bunch of things. And and when you run up to good teams, if you're not making shots, you got to figure out a way. You're going to turn teams over. They're not really doing that. And so the best area where they've been able to score, at least in my estimation, is in transition. They've had some pretty good success there. But again, if you're not defensive rebounding, if you're not turning teams over, like you know some of the really good Syracuse teams have done is in the zone. It, you're just not going to get those opportunities. So I'm, I'm interested to see it tomorrow because it's a Georgia Tech team, too, that can kind of struggle to score at times. They're playing without 
uh, Jose Alvarado. And so it's a game that Syracuse could get on the road. Um, but, uh, but they're going to, I think, at some point in that, against that zone of Georgia Techs, they're going to have to make some shots. And, you know, we all know how tough that we can talk to you about at the top of the league uh, here in a little bit, but the, the Louisville-Duke-North Carolinas, th- those seem to be pretty far-fetched uh, for Syracuse to be competitive against for this year. So you can ill afford uh, the opportunity here to get a road win against uh, Georgia Tech. You pretty much have to do it. You have to do it, Matt. I mean, it's, you know, the thing that surprises me about Syracuse, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody who knows it better than anybody, but there just seems to be a bit of a talent deficit. I mean, it, like, let's, I'll call it what I think it is. I, there just isn't that guy that if, again, if you're, you're struggling to make shots, the offense isn't coming as freely, you, you don't have that guy who can just go get you a bucket, who, who, who you can kind of hand it to and say, okay, go do it for us. And, um, it's it's a little bit of an odd Syracuse roster that I'm looking at, and, and on tape, it just it, it, there's not quite that that guy, you, you know what I mean? And so, a lot of things have to go right in the ACC if you're going to not just beat the best teams, but if you're going to beat teams, particularly on the road, a lot of things have to go right if you're relying on the whole of the you know your your parts. And so, it's a game you got to get. Georgia Tech won their opener, uh, which I also did against right. NC State. They won that one in overtime. And uh, and here we are. You know, this is uh, this is a big game for for Syracuse. That was a big surprise, really, for them to go up there and and win that uh, first game to start the year. And what a victory! You know, everybody wants to moan about these early conference games, but boy, if you can open with a road win in hand yeah. at the start of the year, and and we all joked about it, you know Duke is in eighth place in the conference for the first month. They're still stuck there. It's Bryce funny to look at. <laughs> yeah. no, no, the, the number ten team in the country is eighth. Yeah, that's they're just stuck. So unusual, but. Uh, yeah, obviously, Syracuse looking to uh, even its record at uh, 500 in the ACC if they can get this one Saturday, Brian. Yeah, Chris, looking at these standings here, and obviously we know where Syracuse is right now. It's been a struggle, but there's four top ten teams in the league that this whole league's got to deal with. Louisville's ascended uh, to number one. I know a lot of people thought highly about them. We know about the, the great recruits and young guys that Carolina and uh, Duke has going. Uh, I guess this is a now and later question. Is Louisville the best team now? in the league in your mind, and do you think they're also going to be the best team later? Yeah, I, I definitely think they are now. I, I don't think it's it's even close, to be quite honest. I mean, I, I've done a couple of their games already. They, they have everything you need. Like, they're, they're really balanced. They've got, they've got uh, terrific size uh, up front, um, and they've been playing without Malik Williams, who I think is one of the better defensive big kids in the, in the not just the league, but in the country. Um, they've got a guy who I think has been the ACC's player of the year to this point in Jordan Wara. Uh, and sometimes in college basketball to get a guy like that to come back and not go pro is, is a, it's a real coup. And then they've rounded it out, you know, with guys who like a Dwayne Sutton, who any coach in America would take on his team. He does all the dirty work, all the little things, the point guard position that everybody thought was going to be a question mark. They've kind of, plugged that hole with Darius Perry and, and Fresh Kimball, the, the transfer. Um, and guys, look, it, it's no secret. You guys know the coaching matters. And there's a reason that Chris Mack was so coveted. There's a reason that Chris Mack has you know, won at Xavier, and now he's, he has turned this thing around. I think the team is much more comfortable this year in the pack line defense they run. I think they're much more comfortable with Chris Mack and how he wants to do things. They are old. They brought back some veterans. 
So I don't think there's any question they're the best. I, I think they'll continue to get better. I would, I would hesitate to say anybody else is going to finish better than them by the end of the year. Um, but look, you know, we've seen Duke lose a bad game at home to Stephen F. Austin and then go on the road and, and get a great win against Michigan State. So I think they'll continue to get better as their freshmen get better. Uh, and I think Carolina will continue to get better. But it's really those three teams right now with Louisville, t- to me, well ahead of the pack. Chris Patola, our guest on the Burdick Toyota guest line. Chris uh, with ESPN and the ACC Network. He's got the game with uh, John Mita Perel tomorrow. The Orange and uh, Georgia Tech with a noon tip-off at uh, McCamish Pavilion. Uh, looking around the league, it was an eyebrow-opening loss, at least by the margin, for North Carolina the other night. I know it was uh, in part because of the injury to Armando Baycott, but 49 points uh, for North Carolina. And so that speaks to, I guess, everybody is uh, at least uh, susceptible at some point to uh, some scoring woes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of what I was saying about Syracuse. We've seen Virginia. You know, at some point, Matt, if you can't shoot the basketball it's or you don't have another guy who is a threat to score, it's going to be hard to play this game. And uh, I thought Chris Holtman's done the best job. You know, again, I saw Carolina down in Atlantis three three times. And oh, you were in Atlantis? I, I was. <laughs> that was my way of bringing that up again. Maybe we could get back to that. But, uh, you know, they're, they just – like I thought Ohio State did the best job and Chris Holtman did the best job of, of basically saying, look, Cole Anthony's not going to beat us one of you other guys is going to have to make a shot and beat us. And when your two best players are, are freshmen uh, in Anthony and, and, and Baycott, as you said, those guys are going to have their ups and downs, and they're going to have to figure things out. And, and unless, you know, like they went out and got two fifth-year guys, Christian Keeling and Justin Pierce. Keeling hasn't been quite the scorer. I think they thought he was going to be. The adjustment, no big surprise, the adjustment from Charleston Southern to the ACC is a little bit of a, uh, of a leap. But he hasn't really hit shots consistent. They just don't have that other guy. And so against Ohio State in the second half, like, okay, somebody else better do this or, or this is not going to go well. And, and so they're really struggling to score outside of Cole Anthony. I think Syracuse has really that at play because there are guys that can shoot it. That's not what you're talking about saying, can you shoot it? Because in the open gym, nobody's better than Buddy Beheim. I, I, I look at his stroke and why it feels like it's a surprise when it doesn't go in and practice and that type of thing. But in the games, different stuff happens. You have different circumstances. Obviously the defense is there and the pressure and it's not happening for him right now. It's not happening for Joe Girard right now, who obviously has shown the ability to fill it up uh, with the best of them at at the small high school level. I think for Syracuse, one of the biggest things right now is that everybody can key on Eliza Hughes to such an extent that it really limits what anybody else can do. And, and if they don't get much out of Marek Dolashai or Barama Sidibe, then uh, it doesn't keep the defense honest. No, I, I mean, think about it this way too, Matt. Like, those guys, like, Elijah Hughes is now the first guy on, a, on an opposing team scouting report. Buddy Beheim is second or third on a team scouting report. Like, that's a different world for those guys. And, and it gets back to the talent level right now that, that Syracuse is throwing out there. Um, you know, all due respect to Hughes, and I, I do like him as a player, but, it, you know, like, he, he was he's coming from ECU, and I don't think he ever anticipated being the top guy on that scouting report. And so there, there's just an adjustment I think these guys are finding. And to your point about practice versus games, like, if you want to lock in on Buddy Beham at this point, all you got to do is make it hard for him to catch it, don't give him a window, make him, make him put it on the floor and, and be a scorer off the bounce. And 
I think that's kind of where where these guys are finding themselves. So they're getting they're they're, they're finding different shots in games than they may, they may necessarily be getting in practice. Chris, uh, I'd say the main point of conversation around town this week is okay. So what can change? And the parts are there. Like the parts aren't going to change this year. What what do you see? And I guess is there a different way that Jim Beheim can arrange the parts or something, or is it just a matter of these guys? We need to wait for them to get older, and you know, later in the year, and these young guys grow up. Well, I, I think Matt kind of got 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 to it a little bit. Like Barama Sidibe's got to be a little bit of a player here. Like I think he's only got four block shots on the year. He's not. He hasn't really been a rebounding presence. He's not going to give you a whole lot of scoring, but there's got to be something more from a guy who's been in this program for a little bit. Um, they're going to have to you know, step up and do something maybe they weren't expecting to do or Coach Beheim wasn't ready for them to do at this point. You know, if it's, how do you say his name? I haven't been through my pronunciation work yet, Matt. Is it Guerrier? Uh, Guerrier. Guerrier, very French. Guerrier. There you go. Merci. So, he, oui. you know, like he's going to have to, you know, potentially do it. Just... One of these other guys is going to have to step up and do something, and then they're going to have to get more out of the out of the zone, out of their defense. You know, they're going to have to rebound better. They're going to have to, you know, potentially force some turnovers. I mean, it's some of these other things that we've seen Syracuse, who has look, you guys know, had their offensive woes the last couple of years, but there were other ways that they were able to mitigate that, and they just haven't really created that that vibe yet. All right, my friend, always good to uh, catch up with you. Think warm thoughts. You can think your way back to Atlanta. <laughs> Did you swim with the Dolphins or anything fun like that? Uh, you're damn right. You're yeah. absolutely. Slides, the whole thing. The <laughs> good. whole thing. Good stuff. Okay, uh, you're there already. We're hoping for safe travels on our part, and we'll see you tomorrow, okay? All right. You guys be good. That is Chris Spatola of uh, ACC Network. Uh, he'll be on the call tomorrow at uh, Georgia Tech. I say we, we forgive him for the Garrier pronunciation as the Bahamas was not a French colony, so... He would not have picked up that information down there. No, no, but uh, I don't think you pick up much down there. You get to the property and you kind of uh, the turn the rest go of right, the right world through off. the sharks there, don't they? Is that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think if you, there's a little slide, walk, yep. ride, like yeah, sharks they're... are there. I mean, you're not like there's a wall, correct? But they're there, right? So you got in the kind of the lazy river situation and and a lot going on there. So what do you got? Uh, you're, yeah. you're twitching. Uh, I'm I'm observing the twitch. I said you mentioned the the men Atlantis in a couple of years, the women uh, next year. And I, we did say that. Yeah, keeps going on. Uh, That's K thirteen. K thirteen. Harris wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. right back at you. K thirteen. We did say that. Uh, don't go on my word. Like don't go booking your travel right now until that's officially. Officially said by official? somebody other than If you want to go but, next year, the women officially will be there. Yes. If you, if you got Atlanta, I think on the they mind. kind of officially announced the field maybe a year in advance, but uh, it is. Say Duke is headlining the men's field next let's year. Let's put it this way, K13. Um, it is my strong understanding. No, book, he's booked the trip already. Oh, nope. <laughs> Did you save that much money, K13, by booking it today? Late then Black Friday. Could you wait? Could you call somebody that you know you trust better than me? I don't think he booked uh, two years out for an airline flight, but. That's a good point. I I, um, I want to go where K-13's going. They seem to be on top of it and ready for adventure. Maybe they'll take us. Of course, maybe we're already going. If it's if the uh, basketball team's going, I'll go with the women's trip next year. I'll do whatever. Whatever it takes. I, I kind of want to, whatever team is in each year, you yeah. go going to Maui. Yay, Seton Hall. Yay. <laughs> but, uh, and Atlantis is, is a lot of fun because it has the uh, warmth and relaxation and scenery you know, not quite of a Maui, obviously, 
but same time a zone. fraction. Yeah, right. It's not are, even. It's not literally the same. I think are they they're. One, are they the Atlantic? Either one ahead or half ahead or something. No, they're like one that. ahead. I think like they're Nova the Atlantic Scotia. time zone. Yeah, they're not. They're not that weird Canadian preference. It's uh, a half hour off. But um, no, you forget all your cares. You can swim with the dolphins. You can do your thing, and uh, but it's a fraction of the travel. Uh, to Maui, obviously, which is a, a bit intimidating to some that you're kind of giving up a day each way uh, just with travel. Or and hypothetically, you know, like Vancouver, which is that's true. less tropical. Uh, less tropical, but a great uh, diners, drive-ins, and dive city. That's why I was a little disappointed for you that uh, yes. you didn't actually get to We're hit any We're on Vancouver Island, which really threw me off there for a little while. You also didn't hit my uh, $17 Reuben place in, in uh, Ann Arbor, so you, you got some catching up to do. For that, I regret it. Yes. Well, that's... That, they make corned beef in other places. You, you can you can find you can find it and probably cheaper uh, elsewhere. Okay, we'll bang a time out here. Be back with uh, Do We Care? Your calls are welcome at 315-437-7644. CAK 13. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait. The other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. According to the Athletic, Cavaliers players are unhappy with John Beeline's coaching style, saying that he's treating it like college. Sources tell the Athletic that it's already gotten to the point where players are looking past Beeline to his lead assistant, J.B. Bickerstaff. A longtime uh, NBA name. It's funny because I got the alert of this story on the drive into... Uh, work today, and I'm thinking this is something I'm going to try to read on the plane yeah. on the way to Atlanta because I'm interested in that. Um, I also think it's a very without knowing anything. I never read the story. I don't know what the particulars are. The the particular gripes couldn't have we have said this the day he was hired that this is on the table for something that could potentially be a problem or could potentially be used as an excuse, a line by players. They're a losing team. They're going to be a losing team the whole year. It's just kind of a low-hanging fruit thing to say that, oh, college boy, that, that's why this isn't working. And, and I don't know enough about the specifics of it to know what the deal is yet. It feels this story happens every time this situation happens, yeah. in, be it a, a football, be it... A, is this early for it, though? It is 20 games in. That seems a little early, right? Well, it also hasn't given him any time to implement... I mean, yeah. It's all still first impression That means they here. weren't listening to him right. like before they started playing. Exactly. And, you know... What's the definition of works this year? You know, it, they haven't. It hasn't been proven to work or not work yet. They're twenty games in. Sure. Now that being said, I think everybody knew going into the year that they could win thirteen games, right, for the year. So, Phil Jackson wasn't winning games with this team, right? So just stop. Uh, but I would like to know specifically what are they worried about? Is it practice time? Is it the way they're spoken to? Is it the you know that type of thing? And that's everybody's got to guard against that. That's why you hire assistance and that's why you try to round out your experiences and your expertise and your staff and uh you look at michigan they had players there i think there's lots of reasons that played into john beeline's leaving the cupboard was not bare that's not one of the reasons that he left top five team in the country well right and Juwan howard comes in you know what i hate to hear and i i kind of want to root for john beeline given his his central new york i hate when people they're trying to play up Jawan Howard, like, look what he does, and look how passionate he is. Are you trying to insinuate that Beeline wasn't? Or look how he represents this school. Who could be a more class guy than John Beeline? So I understand there's an age gap and, and some different things there, but 
I think the guy's a pretty good coach. He's literally been at every level. He's won at every level. Um, I'd like to hear more evidence about what the actual actual beefs are in this case. Well, here's a couple comments from players. They said, uh, guys drowned out his voice, and when guys start searching for the next uh, in line for help, I believe you've lost them. Another said, the little things become big things and sometimes very big things. And another said, uh, our assistants are definitely more prepared for the NBA. No, they should be. One was a <laughs> head coach before, there. so that makes sense. Absolutely. One was an NBA head coach. Bigger staff yeah, yeah, was his head coach. And was his father. So that's why he's on the staff. I guess part of the reason I brought up the thing with Michigan, why do you think Phil Martelli's on the staff? Because he's a 30-year college head coach that suddenly became available because it just wasn't working out anymore at the place that he'd been, and it makes Juwan Howard a whole lot better right away. You know, do they need help drawing plays? Heck no. Juwan Howard can draw plays. And, and that type of thing. But what about managing a program, recruiting, dealing with donors, how you present yourself? They all need help in all those areas. Why is Mike Hopkins as successful as he is? He read every book imaginable, talked to every guru on everything. I mean, the guy put in the work to be a head coach, and there's a lot of different ways to go about it. I said Michigan uh, head coach, uh, Juwan Howard, was at the women's game last night. And I Saw guess that. he attends a lot. I'll tell you he was not in that building. Uh, Fab Five member, Juwan Howard. There is not a stitch right. of anything in that room that that ever happened. It is amazing. Like, oh, hey, Juwan, what were you doing 25 years ago? Yeah, don't amazing, nothing, huh? There's not anything. And think about there's it. five retired jerseys there. Five. <laughs> I'd say five is an interesting number in Michigan history. Fabulous. Right. It's none of them. <laughs> not a single one of them is there. Their final four betters aren't there. That's true. I could name more than one. Of Michigan's? Kazzy Russell. Uh, Kazzy Russell, which came up last night because he was the number one pick in the draft where Dave Bing went to. And, um, Tim McCormick doesn't have his uniform. Uh, Glenn that? Rice is Glenn up Rice, there. Glenn Rice, Spike Albrecht? Uh, Spike made it, yeah. <laughs> no. I think that's later this year. Ruby uh, Robinson? Uh, Mitch McGarry? Uh, <laughs> Tommy's going to have to get a little <laughs> bit three seasons ago. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy Tomjanovich was up there. I didn't realize uh, okay. he was a Michigan guy. Okay. And there was a name that I have no idea who it was. Okay. But yeah, Juwan was there, but anything he did before he got there, not there. Wow. I have no transition from John Beeline to Snoop Dogg, so we'll just get into it. I think they'd get along famously. Well, that might be part of the problem, or maybe it's not. Maybe they get along great. Could be. But uh, so Snoop Dogg, we saw, I think it was last year actually, where he stepped into the booth with the LA Kings and did a little bit of play by play with the hockey team. He is now an announcer in NHL 20, the video game. Oh, boy. Pretty cool. Good, good idea. Yeah. He, does he just pop up, or do you got to like toggle the Snoop setting? If they earn that, the, I don't know. I'm yeah, not. I don't play NHL 20. I'm not yeah. sure if he just random games pops up. Doc Emmerich, though, hot seat. He should be retiring <laughs> yeah. soon. I'd oh, say the, the LA Kings. They, they will sooner uh, create. You know, go off the Doc Emmerich soundboard, and they'll there will be a robotic Doc Emmerich before Snoop. To, before he's replaced by <laughs> Snoop. Uh, the Kings guy, though, Alex uh, Faust, yes. I guess is one of like the favorites maybe to replace Alex Trebek. Al- Alex as tapped by Alex Trebek. That's pretty cool. That's a good claim to fame. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, we'll move on to uh, a different story. 49ers radio analyst, let me get the name. Uh, Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan was suspended for a game for comments that he made about Lamar Jackson during the previous game when he mentioned... Uh, this was quote-unquote, he's really good at that fake, Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football, with a dark uniform, you cannot see that thing. Yeah, my first reaction to that is, and it doesn't matter whether I'm offended or not, 
because if there are offended parties, it has to be dealt with in that way. And I think at the end of the day, lesson learned. He's out, you know, it's not losing his job or whatever. He's out for a week. I think this is way more boring than people are making it out to be. I think it's a football guy that everybody swears. I don't know him personally, but I know people who do. Everybody swears by him as a good guy. Uh, Harry Edwards, who's worked forever uh, with the 49ers and is a race relations expert, swears that he's a good guy. Richard Sherman just came out, look, this guy's a good person, takes his job seriously, not a racist, didn't mean it that way. I think he just tried to take people inside the football game and explain something that was happening. I don't think it's a whole lot more than that. That's probably, I mean, realistically, that's what happened. Unfortunately, you get, it, it doesn't matter, I guess, today. And was there a phrasing that probably could have been slightly better? I'm sure there was, but, you know, you're on live radio and you say something and it goes wrong. And I, I think that's where it's good to see. Now, if Richard Sherman had come out and said the complete opposite thing, then you'd, I'd agree with him too. Like, if Richard Sherman's like, this guy, he's around every day, and yeah. What's up with that? But no, he said the other thing. It's like, hey, this guy's around every day. We really like him and whatever. And I, you know, he made a mistake. So I, I think a, a guy like Richard is not afraid to speak his mind in any of these circumstances to to have his back, I think, is extremely meaningful in, in what's going on there. And it wasn't just Richard. There was a a bunch of 49ers that said similar things, but he's he's the main name that you know from it. Sure, and he's the one that people look to for credibility. And as you said, right. if, if Richard Sermon... Said, like, if someone's going to have hey, a problem with it, Richard Sherman would have a problem with it. Hey, I know him, and this is an issue. Then, okay, maybe, maybe you listen a little differently. Again, he, he would be the uh, the aggrieved party. Yeah, in Richard that Sherman's had many problems with many things over right, his career. Right. So if he's if he says, I don't have a problem with it, then I think we can move on. All right, break here. Back to wrap it in a moment. ESPN Radio Syracuse. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. In the Booth with Matt Park is brought to you by Hoffman Sausage Company. Hey, folks, what's the uh, next chapter in the Syracuse-Georgetown rivalry with some of the guys who have written the past in that series? It's on twitch.tv slash Talk. That's where we are right now in our every day from uh, two to three weekdays. You can watch the game on TV or listen to us on TK99. You can pull up uh, twitch.tv slash Talk on your app, your iPad, pad, your phone, whatever it might be, and you can uh, get live reaction to the game. Rosie Bowie, Lawrence Moten, Eric Devendorf will all be there. That is the 14th, a week from tomorrow, a 1 o'clock tip in D.C., the Orange in Georgetown, the watch party, twitch.tv slash talk. Okay? All right. Good stuff. I'll be watching it in one of the many, many ways available, I'm certain. Uh, yes, you will. And uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just rotate. We'll see what kind of... Uh, Addison, you meant Syracuse going into a Georgetown game with a losing record Woo. could be possible. Uh, I don't think it is possible. I think Syracuse wins this game tomorrow. But to think to line up against Georgetown with a losing record, you talk about historic, uh, that is a, a different deal. So thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in over the course of the week. We'll be back Monday at 2, looking back at Georgia Tech, ahead, of course, to the uh, Georgetown game. We'll have the conference championships put away and all that good stuff as well. So for Tommy and Brian, I'm Matt saying so long. Thanks for listening in the booth, ESPN Radio.